step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to my podcast, Total BS, in 2021. I'd like to thank Lucid Technology, Ocean Lighting, Galaxy Blinds and Cornerstone for sponsoring the podcast. Well, I watched the Norwich game. Thanks for joining me. I uh, watched the Norwich game on Saturday, like probably the majority of Borough fans, nothing else to do these days. No, seriously. Uh, when I seen Neil Warnock's team and selection, 
obviously three strikers all on the bench indicated that he was going uh, to Norwich to stop the rot and we did it very very effectively don't forget we're playing top of the league side and they've been flying don't concede a lot of goals score a few goals and and they're fairly entertaining but on the day um, we set out not to get beaten and, and Neil Warnock's tactics were bang on I mean defensively we were immense we all know that we're organised and disciplined at the best of times but for the duration of the game we were we were right on our game defensively as a unit not just as a backline of midfield as a unit um, but Lassie he obviously played he well made his debut for the Borough and had that lone role up front I sit in the house watching and think thank God I'm not that guy I'm not Balassie or Sombalonga or Fletcher or, or, or Akpom horrible job but he worked his socks off Balassie didn't really get any goals scoring opportunities but he worked hard and uh, get very little service some of the service he got was was deplorable deplorable is a word isn't it uh, was deplorable awful uh, Fisher making his debut had a, a terrific debut, man-to-man mark throughout the game. Uh, knew his defensive duties, top draw, got forward when he, when he could. And he had a very, very impressive debut. So well, well done to both of them. But when they had the, when Norwich, the players sent off, and I watched it live, I watched it again. Never ascending off in a million years. The lads went, he's sliding, and then he's put his foot back as he goes towards the, the man. So for me, no, no red card. But anyway... I was looking for his then because we were doing well 11 v 11 but now it was 11 v 10 in our favour and I'm thinking go on let's kick on but despite we created a few chances but a reference at goal I think with three on target for powder puff a header a shot a shot weak weak efforts at goal powder puff I'd like to ask I mean one we, we know we do defensive duties for sure but do we do shooting practice at training because on a Saturday it's time and time again there's opportunities to shoot or when we get in good scoring positions as I said, they're weak efforts or they're, they're inaccurate shots at goal and, but defensively you know we, we all deserve the plaudits they all deserve the plaudits not we they all deserve the plaudits and one that deserves the plaudits for going out with a, a system that, that knocked the, the leaders off their stride but some of the hoofs I have to say again I'm sitting in the comfort of my home and, and looking at the back line were just launching balls, Wimbledon style. It was like looking at Wimbledon in the 80s. No name in the ball. They just clear the lines and it's a hoof. And no matter who plays up front, whether it's any of the guys I've mentioned or somebody new comes in, I personally don't think they're going to succeed. It's a thankless task up there on your own. You know, when you, next time you're watching Borough as a Borough fan, forget the defensive roles for a minute. Look at the front line and, and, not, and hey, look, We've all had to go to certain forwards over, over the course of the season and the price tags and the, the lack of what rate or finishing or whatever. But I sympathise to the degree. I mean, let's talk about on the subject of straight. Let's talk about a Sombalonga. They were talking yesterday. He was on his way to Bristol. It's more or less a done deal. We're going to receive two million quid. And, and, and that was all well and good. But as yet, it's not happened. It might not happen. But... Making this on longer captain from the start, for me, Wallops did magnificently well. But a on longer making him captain was farcical. I can get it. Probably thinking, you know, he's struggling for confidence, but I'll make my captain, get him on my side, let him know that I love him and, and he'll kick on. But it's not materialised. If he stays, he should be stripped of the captaincy right away. But for me, he should never have been captain. He's not vocal enough. 
doesn't lead by example, and, and he's blown hot and cold since he arrived for a staggering fee, 15 million quid. What was that, 2017? Reportedly 35 grand a week, dear God. Uh, but for me, he's an instinctive striker. He's very good at instinctive goals. He scored some great goals, instinctively. But when it's time to think in one-on-one -on -one situations, he's poor. He's not composed clinical enough. Big games for me, he's not delivered. And this season, he's been way, way off the pace. But in his defence, as I mentioned earlier, in his defence, you know, he's played for Tony Purity. I think it was Gary Monk that signed him for the 15 million. Gary Monk had 20 odd games, tried to play attacking football and was gone. The blinky and I had disappeared, vanished. But he's played uh, a summer longer for Tony Pulis and Neil Warnock. Now, I've said this many, many times. The style and brand both those managers adopt has hindered rather than enhanced his performances. So there's different reasons. Don't get me wrong, as I say, I don't think he's a great out-and-out -out goal scorer. He's not prolific. Um, I think his work rate's questionable. And he doesn't hold up. Despite looking strong, I don't think he's that strong. But I, I, I've said many a time, my worst nightmare, when I was playing for Middlesbrough Football Club, that a manager like Karanka, Pulis or Warner arrived when I was at Middlesbrough. That, Lenny Lawrence was bad enough, but he didn't play long ball. But that would be my worst nightmare. If I was a defender, if I was any of the defenders, or defensive midfielders, back line, I would love Warner. I'd buy him a Christmas card, a birthday card, buy him a drink if I ever seen him out. But as an attacking goal-scoring-minded uh, footballer, it'd be my biggest nightmare. You know, I, I watch football. I want to enjoy it. I, obviously, we want free-flowing uh, free attacking football, and we see that regularly in the Premier League with the, with the top clubs, and rightly so, the money they've spent and the, the, the game plan they adopt. But I watch Saturday defensively brilliant, but I just want to see a wee bit up front. You know, I've watched the wrong... There's just some games, you're pulling your hair out, you're stamping your feet, you're throwing a tantrum, you're, I'm cutting my nails instead of watching the game. It needs to be more than that. But I seen a tweet last night, it made, it made me laugh or smile. The lad Steve Walsh and Phil Tarantine used to work for the Gazette, and um, it put Britton Fletcher signed for a combined fee of £22 million and I've scored a combined total of 61 league goals for Borough in three and a half seasons. And then on the packet there was another tweet that says, During a similar time period, 1890-91, Bernie Slavin individually scored 18, 25 and 19 equals 62. One of those being a relegation season and another a near relegation season. And he cost the club 25 grand. Shaking to the head. I'm shaking my head. It's different times, look, and as I say, again, in, in a song belonger and the other strikers, defence, Fletcher and whatever, in their defence, they're playing under, I call negative managers, defensive coaches, stroke managers, and everything's geared for the defence first and foremost, and if you get a goal or two, great. So, but I was fortunate I played to be a big man. I could not, in my pomp at Middlesbrough, when I was flying, and I was certain years I was flying, I would not get the goals under Warnock, or Pulis, or Karina. So, again, that, that's in their defence. But I look, at, I look at the money we've spent in centre-forwards. Look under um, Karina and Pulis and, 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 and Warnock now and, and Gary Monk in between them, but Jordan Rhodes, 
came, 10 million quid. Failed. Bamford, two occasions, first time round, very good. 19 league goals, his credit. Didn't hit the 20, but 19 league goals. He would have hit the 20, but Karanka decided to play him on the wing a lot of games. So I would say he he, 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 um, he certainly didn't fail, he succeeded. But the second occasion, he failed and failed miserably, Bamford. He's buying them in for Leeds now. Good luck to you, lad. Looks a great player at the minute. Justed, six million quid, failed. Stuani, as a striker under Karanka, failed. Why did they fail? Because Karanka played him on the right wing for the majority of his time at Middlesbrough. That was a farce. Ramirez, people don't like him because he disappeared like the majority of players. They pick and choose who they like, use fans. But Ramirez, very good in the eye, very good footballer, technically. He succeeded for me. Negredo, playing that lone role, lone role under Karanka, used to flick the ball. The midfield was so deep, deeper than the ocean, he had to go and chase his own flick. He succeeded for me. But then Pulis, I had to get Hugo in on loan, failed. Uh, and I'm talking not just about out-and-out strikers, attack-minded players as well. Triori, I mean, he came in, but Pulis was the guy, and to be fair to Pulis, he did get him to perform. But that's only a couple that's, that succeeded. Attack-minded players. Braithwaite, failed. Sombolonga, 15 million quid, 35 grand a week, failed. Fletcher, failed. Akpom now, failed. Are failing. Roberts, failed. So defenders blossom uh, and thrive under these guys. But attack-minded players suffer. It's a slog for them. You know, and I just, again, I go back to Saturday. Yeah, defending's one thing and clearing your lens is another. But sometimes you need to look up a wee bit of composure, try and hit a striker, chest tight down, try and give him a chance. But the hoofs on Saturday, but Lassie, he was running about like a headless chicken at times. And, 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 and the other players that's on the bench, they have already seen all this. They don't, they don't look as if they're enjoying it. And they can't be enjoying it. And I'm not enjoying watching it. So, if we're going to do anything, finishing the top six, that's what still we're aim and goal. But there has to be a solution up front. We have to improve up front. Defenders are getting applauded all the time. Or in the main. But the system suits all the defenders. It ain't suiting the attack-minded players. But some of the players, let's be honest, midfield, I just simply don't think they're good enough. They're not good enough. Don't create enough, don't score enough. All their energy's going back rather than going forward. If they showed as much energy and enthusiasm, the way they get back in to fill the holes going forward, we might be a wee bit more creative and score more goals. But I can't see it happening. Anyway, um, I say it every week now because it's uh, lockdown, delving into the, uh, the archives. I think it was about 2005, I went up to Glasgow. My, my, my late father, he was a, a Celtic fan and his boyhood hero was Bobby Murdoch. That was his favourite all-time player. He used to rave about this guy Murdoch when I was a kid. But obviously I got to watch Bobby as I got older. He came to Middlesbrough and um, sit back and enjoy the interview I did back in 2005 at Parkhead. Well Bobby, uh, thanks for turning up today. Welcome to Borough TV. You started your professional career with Celtic. Was that always an ambition to play for the club? You know, coming for Glasgow, it's either Celtic range. Yeah, right, well, well, it's nice to be on Borough Television because there's a, a lot of affiliation with Middlesbrough and, and the people in Middlesbrough. Um, regarding the Celtic situation, yeah, I was brought up as a Celtic fan and uh, actually I went straight to Celtic Football Club as a schoolboy. So I've, I've known nothing else but uh, football. When I was a young lad, my father used to rant and rave about this guy called Bobby Murdoch. I was brought up 
I was never happy. I don't think that uh, the fact that um, we had lost so many players and uh, there was no pressure on me whatsoever for the board they're in. It was, it was just that uh, a few players left at that particular time, young players who I worked with in the youth system and other players because at that time there was a freedom of contract. I think they had to be offered contracts three months before their contract expired and uh, the previous manager uh, Never done anything like that. He didn't. He didn't. Things, you know. I, I remember going to Old Trafford at the tribunal with Mark Proctor. But he'd have already been listed for Nottingham Forest because he played with Clough and uh, Taylor in the, the youth, a youth tournament in Tenerife or something like that. But uh, well, I'm not going to say <laughs> what they'd done over there. But anyway, I mean, but he was in his legal rights and all that. And then players after players, when they're going to resign, you know, so. I had, no, I had no chance of negotiating before because I didn't know when I was getting the job or if I was getting it. So, I mean, everything was all left in abeyance and and, and uh, by that time I got us relegated and then I wasn't too clever in the, the second half, uh, the first half of my second season and it was just too much for me. And uh, I was doing the right thing. You know, the was there any financial back to that particular thing? No. No. No, but well, today. Same, same now. Signed a few players and whatever, you know, but uh, the thing was that uh, they weren't good enough. We I mean, got ourselves into a, a nosedive and we couldn't get out of it. Do you think the players these days are better than the murders of Jimmy Johnson, the Sunnises, you know, the, the wages and signing on fees would have you believe they are? What no, do you think? No, no, they're not as good as them. Not as good as them. No, the reason is because you get the monies before they kick the ball. They're not hungry. And they get through the motion. They try to get each other into trouble on the park and whatever. When you had when we played it was men that played. Men against men. But we had to be playing before we earned any money. But nowadays they get all this sponsorships as well and they get these wages. Again, you can downhill. Look at the World Cup. I was gonna ask you about that. Aye, well no, that's thank you.